Welcome to the Smallholder Food Development Institute podcast, where we serve up truth so that you can build the profitable, sustainable food business you've always dreamed of. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, episode 45. And today we are talking about living your purpose. Now, I know this seems like maybe kind of a crazy thing to talk about when it comes to food safety, but bear with me. This is actually something that's super important for everybody because how we show up to the world in one thing is how we show up to the world in everything. And your purpose when it comes to your whole life versus your purpose when it comes to your food safety plan or what you're doing in on-farm biosecurity, which I've been talking about a lot this week. How you do one thing is how you show up to everything. And most of you are sitting around thinking, I'm like too lost in stuff. Like I'm too, like my brain is too crowded to even think about living your purpose. And this only creates a feeling of confusion and overwhelm. And that actually allows you to avoid thinking too terribly hard about your life and where you are and what you're doing. And it perpetuates this result in your life of constantly living in a reaction mode and and always staying too lost. But what if it didn't? What if it didn't have to be like that? What if living your purpose looked a lot more like, I know how to do this. Dr. P can help me do this. And when you say, I know how to do something, whatever it is, living your purpose or writing your on-farm biosecurity plan, that creates a feeling of confidence, doesn't it? And then when you're feeling confident, you're going to do the next best action to drive yourself forward, to drive your business forward. And for some of you, that next best action is actually booking a call with me. And I will tell you how to do that and I'll put links in and stuff like that. But what is your next best action? When you define your purpose, you know what actions you can do to drive yourself forward. And then you're gonna start getting results that you want in your life. So, you know, the truth is, is that I've been at this work for a very long time, (laughs) a very long time, since really I came home from the Peace Corps in uh, my mid twenties, I guess. Um, And I'm not kidding. I figured out my purpose this past like, what is it, August? It's August 15th when I'm recording this. I figured out my purpose and the purpose that really sits in my soul maybe 10 days ago. (laughs) Really? It's true. This is the sort of thing that it can take work. Now, I had defined purposes before this one, and I needed to do all of that work, and I needed to try on for size, like we say, those purposes to get to the one that really sits in me in ways that makes me feel whole and allows me to drive forward. 
And my life has been, even in the past 10 days, like utterly transformed by asking myself questions from that purpose. And really, when my clients come to me and they have a pretty good idea about their purpose, whether it's like a, a short-term you know, goal, which may or may not be a purpose, or a longer, broader thought about what the purpose is in their life, they are actually the ones that get a whole lot more done and they are happier at work. Because when you know your purpose, you start being able to make decisions with intention. And remember what I was talking about, about living in reaction mode. It's that living in reaction mode all of the time because you don't have an expressed purpose that you're living into. That's what kills you. That's what makes everything so hard. And that's when you fall into bed at night and you don't know whether you did something that like moved the ball down the field. Uh, and that's what we're going to solve in the podcast today. Okay. We're going to talk about what does finding your purpose look like? Okay. And one of my favorite things uh, to tell people is um, don't just do something, stand there. Okay. And that's a lot of what <laughs> finding your purpose looks like. It looks like not just doing something and standing there. Because when we're doing, 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 it's very easy to avoid our purpose. It's very easy, as we say, to work from the A-line, to work from our actions and hope that our actions are getting us to where we want. But they don't. And there comes a time, you know, where our actions we keep doing them and we keep not getting where we want to in our lives. Uh, and so what if this week you sat and you thought about what your purpose is? And when I walk my clients through how to do this, you know, we do what we call VIP days in the office where I have people come to my office off site and we sit and we think very deeply about their business and we move the ball forward really far, really fast over the course of the day. It is, in fact, drinking from a fire hose. All right, but we start the day by thinking about where do they wanna be personally, because usually these are CEOs, team leads, chief operating officers. Where do they personally wanna be in terms of health, wealth, and relationships? So this is the first question around finding your purpose is, where do you want to be around health and wealth and relationships? What do you want in the world? <laughs> okay. And if you just, if you, if you break what you want up around health, wealth, and relationships, you'll find that you can come up with ideas about your own life. Because it's very easy to fall into confusion saying, I don't know what I want. I don't know what my purpose is. Use this time, schedule a block of time and make sure it's no more than an hour because then you'll just kind of fall into spinning and write down what you want in health, wealth and relationships. 
make yourself a chart. I love charts. <laughs> or take a page and put health at the top of one, wealth at the top of another, and relationships. And talk about all of the things that you want to be ha have happen in your own personal health. Okay. And maybe around the health of um, the people that you work with or the environmental health of your company. So you can talk about things like ergonomics here, right? If you need, like, if you want to be able to sit in an office that has a stand-up desk, that's a result that you're looking for in your life that has to do with health, okay? If you don't write that shit down, <laughs> how are you going to know whether or not you're fulfilling your dreams, right? It always becomes this super vague thing. Well, let's stop being vague. The first way to live your purpose is to make your purpose real by stopping being vague about what you want. All right, so what about wealth? How much money do you want to have in checking? How much money do you want to have in savings personally? How much money, if you know, you're in charge of sales at your company, which a lot of you are, how much total revenue do you want to be bringing in at what profitability? Just write down what you want. What you want is okay uh, within the bounds of legality, folks. All right, and then think about relationships. What do you want in terms of relationships? Uh, okay, and I urge you to take this from the perspective that you are 100% responsible for your relationships. So what I want in relationships is not for my husband to change, okay? <laughs> it's for me how to approach how I talk to my husband, how I manage my mind around our interactions, all right? I want to be, you know, I want, you know, to be close to my husband. I want to be close to my, my kids as they move into middle school and have open communication with them. Those are all things that I want, and it's all stuff I can show up to 100%, not what somebody else has to do. Okay, <laughs> so that's the first thing to start with, with finding your purpose. And then as you look through what you actually want in the world, so ask yourself, what are some of the themes that have run through your life? Um, so now looking at my past, you know, I, I said that I've been doing this kind of work for a long time. And when I came home from the Peace Corps, so I was part of Peace Corps Jordan 1, and we went to the Middle East as part of the Clinton Peace Initiatives. And I was... Uh, um, I was working with Palestinian refugees and teaching them how to use Microsoft products, <laughs> which was an interesting Peace Corps assignment, I will just say. <laughs> and when I came home, I left the Peace Corps early because it was not a situation that was working out. And when I came home, I found myself very lost around what I was I going to do in my life because, frankly, I had wanted to be a Peace Corps volunteer ever since I saw the advertisements on PBS after the McNeil Lair News Hour. So any of you guys who were <laughs> of that sort of Gen X age and had parents of the persuasion that 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 watched the McNeil Lair News Hour, they used to run promo spots for the Peace Corps. And remember it was always the toughest job you'll ever love. And I had it in my head that I was going to be a Peace Corps volunteer and I moved mountains to become a Peace Corps volunteer. And then I became a Peace Corps volunteer, and then I came home. 
And all of a sudden I had been a Peace Corps volunteer and now I was a returned Peace Corps volunteer. And what I didn't realize and the Peace Corps didn't really prepare me for was that I would be a returned Peace Corps volunteer for way longer than I would actually be a Peace Corps volunteer. All right. And I talk about this with um, the women I mentor who were at my undergrad. So I tell them they're going to be a Wellesley grad way longer than they ever got to be at the mothership. And that's true out of a lot of our goals when we're working to, uh, to a goal. You are going to have accomplished that goal in your past for way longer than you really will have been working on that goal, okay? And so when I came home and I was trying to think about what my purpose was now, now that I had already like gone and done the thing, uh, well, it turns out going and doing a thing might not actually be a purpose, like achieving a goal, <laughs> not actually a purpose, friends. Uh, um, and I ended up doing something called Landmark Forum. So this grew out of EST, which I, I don't, I'm not 100% sure what EST is, but Landmark grew out of, grew out of EST. And in Landmark, we, um, uh, we did this, and I did this, ended up doing this like intensive two and a half or three and a half day course where we discovered what we were the possibility of. And we, and, and at the, at the end, I figured out I, the sentence was, I am the possibility of love, leadership, and vitality. And I took that and I brought that into deciding that I wanted to be a veterinarian, basically going and getting myself another undergraduate degree in biology. I brought that to veterinary school. I brought that into going into the army and really like looking at what leadership looks like when I went into the army and then life started happening. So like I had, by the time I was in the army, I had graduated from vet school and I had become a captain in the army. Right. And I had, I was like running a budget of like 4 million and I had a bunch of animal hospitals that I was in charge of. And I had 21 soldiers that were working for me. And like, then all of a sudden I had, I had all of these career accolades and I'm a pretty career minded person. And I, I didn't realize then that achieving goals is not the same thing as living a purpose. But what I did start recognizing is, is that one of the purposes that one of the themes that run through runs through my life is leadership. Now, a lot of times people have said, oh, you know, Michelle, you're such a natural leader. I was the captain of my basketball team when I was like in sixth grade or something like that. I, this might be because I was the tallest kid on the basketball team. <laughs> but um, I have, you know, if you talk to my teachers in middle school and high school and stuff like that, and in college and in vet school, I'm, I'm the one who leads the discussions. It's not an accident that I have a podcast that discusses things in the food world that nobody else discusses. It's because I'm a leader and I'm totally accept, like comfortable with that and I've worked very hard on my leadership skills. But then there was the other part of my purpose that I was thinking around love and vitality. Well, I naturally love people and that's, you know, <laughs> for good or for ill and I've decided it's for good. I, love is a very easy emotion for me to access. And so I really totally got love and leadership. Uh, 
and then, um, but then that left vitality. Now, I am uh, the most extroverted extrovert most people will ever meet, <laughs> and I can be pretty overwhelming to people, and I totally get that. Um, I did really appreciate the book Quiet, which all extroverts and introverts should read, but the truth is, is that this idea that I have to be on all the time was something that I was carrying from my 20s because I decided my purpose was love, leadership, and vitality. And being on all the time, even for an extrovert, is pretty exhausting. But what I looked at and what I've been able to look at over the course of the past year where I've been really intensively thinking about this with my coach, Brooke Castillo, is that one, a purpose can be decided on. Two, purposes are not immutable. They are mutable and they can change. And the purpose that I had last year, which carried me into this year where I've had so many amazing changes in my business and built such a stronger, more repeatable, more scalable business is not the purpose that I had this year. But I needed that purpose that I had last year to get to the purpose that I have this year. Okay, and so 10 or so days ago, I was sitting down with my coaching and my workbook and and that sort of thing. And I wrote for about an hour and I did thought models. So, you know, I'll probably come on and teach everybody how to do a thought model on the proofing box. And I did thought models around what my purpose is and why I think I need to, to find my purpose. And because I, I, I want to have something that I am living into. And that purpose that I discovered is leadership through love. And when I say leadership through love, it fills me with warmth and energy and it feels damn good and I really love it. And further, when I'm confronted with issues and hell, I have had issues this week. I've had issues all of August. Everybody has issues, folks, things that come up. I'm a mom of three, I own a house, I own a business, I have a husband. <laughs> the question I get to ask myself is, what does leadership through love look like? And how am I out there co-creating the experiences that people are having around me as a result of my leadership, as a result of my love? How am I co-creating the experience of building my family with my husband? How am I co-creating the experience of raising my children with the kids who are actually being raised? Uh, what does that look like? Is it all unicorns and roses? No, <laughs> it really sort of isn't. But by doing this work, and the work has been simultaneously been done over the past 20 some odd years, and it is work that I do every day, uh, by being open to leading myself and loving myself into knowing that my thoughts mean something and how I react in my day means something and how I work with other people and my family and my employees and my customers, how that all works means something. And it means something because I decided it needed, that it means something. And it means something because I've decided to co-create my own universe with you all by exercising leadership through love. And this is what you're seeing. This is how it works right now, right here as you're listening to this. 
And that's how I did it. And the reason that I bothered to do it is not because it makes me a better person. Finding your purpose doesn't make you a better person, folks. <laughs> it makes life easier to live, I will tell you that. Um, it opens your eyes to an awareness about how you're showing up in the world. But why bother doing this at all? Because it makes it more fun. <laughs> it makes life more enjoyable. It makes the hard times be less hard and it helps you recognize the impermanence of things that, you know, as we were, as, as, as we were fond of saying when my kids were young and they were tantruming, this too shall pass. And it tends to pass pretty fast when they are young. And so ask yourself, what are some of the themes that have run through your life in, and, and you may want to break those down between health and wealth and relationships. And then another really good question to ask yourself is what is your future self think? All right, you know, you're standing there a year from now or five years from now. What does your future self think about your purpose? Because when you understand that living your purpose is a decision, you're going to be less confused about everything because it's the prism through which you are going to live in integrity and acceptance and compassion for yourself and for your life and for the people around you. And when you're standing in integrity, acceptance and compassion, you're going to make decisions faster. So if you make the decision that you can find your purpose, that decision in and of itself draws in integrity, acceptance and compassion. And that will help you build confidence. You're going to feel better, my friends. You're going to sleep better. You're going to have less anxiety. And you're going to know that you are out there in the world being the person that the universe is calling you to be. And that's an amazing person. You are all amazing people. And it's my honor to be able to do this work with you. So. That's what we've got for the podcast today. Everybody have a beautiful week. I'm on live on the proofing box. By all means, come and join the Facebook group if you're not already here because I am doing this live on the proofing box. And then if you think you'd like to take this work deeper, come find us at sfbdi.com slash application call and you can hop on a call with us. I'd love to talk to you about your purpose and where you're going with your business and how we can help. Thanks so much, everybody. You have a beautiful day. Have an amazing week, and we will see you on the page. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Be sure to join us in the Proofing Box, a private Facebook page for food producers filled with valuable information and technical tips. Grow your business by learning from people just like you, all under the guidance of a food safety expert.